What's up, rockers? Welcome to another episode of the Talk Louder podcast, where we geek out on all things rock and roll. Hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. Leave us your likes and comments. You can also leave likes and comments on our Facebook page. Follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Instagram at talklouder underscore podcast. And of course, our website, talklouderpodcast.com, where you'll find links to our merch and all of our previous episodes. I'm Metal Dave Glessner, along with my co-host, Jason McMaster. And today we are joined by Chris Gustafson, uh, drummer for the band Trauma. And if the name sounds familiar, you are one of us. You are a complete rock and roll heavy metal nerd. Yes, it is the band that once featured Cliff Burton from Metallica uh, as the bass player. Chris came along shortly after uh, Cliff had moved on to Metallica. Uh, Trauma existed, formed in 81, put out a debut album in 84, uh, took a long 30-year hiatus, um, and is recently back with an album that came out in September. The album is called Awakening, and they are currently going out on tour with Queensryche and Marty Friedman. So uh, sort of the return of Trauma, if you will. Yeah, uh, we I talk think a little bit. I think it's fucking, fucking cool. Yeah, it's great. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, so they've got a, a brand new album out that's really, it's killer. They got a new singer, uh, Brian Allen is his name. You guys might know him from his time in Vicious Rumors. Uh, so a new vocalist, uh, new album, getting ready to go out on a tour, sort of a, a, a resurgence, I guess you could say, of trauma. So, yeah, yeah. I think that, uh, they just anted up, you know, they, it, we talk about it with Chris a little bit in this episode about what, well, whether it's a, it, it, whether we're, we're meaning to talk about it or not, I'm, I'm starting to gather uh, how difficult or uh, passionate you have to be to do, to do something like this um, with, with a band that hadn't really done much under that name Right. Um, and, and like you said, something like 30 years and they says it right in their bio. And I, I, they have to tell there's no elephants in the room. They address, if there is one, they address everything in the bio. Yep. We didn't do anything for 30 years. And yes, Cliff was in, this is the same band Cliff was in yeah. and the whole nine. Um, but I want to give some legitimacy to the whole thing as well. If anytime I get to play show and tell, I hold in my hands, uh, for those listening and not watching a copy on vinyl, original pressing of metal massacre two, which has trauma, uh, on side two with such a shame with Donnie Hillier, who, um, uh, there, the new guy replaced Donnie died like uh i don't know the date but fairly recently just before they were recording um chris tells us a little bit about uh how they use some of donnie's vocals on the new record which i think is really really cool how yeah. they sort of mixed mixed uh donnie's like maybe some scratch vocals or demo recordings how they they opened them up in the studio and flew them into the to the new to the new recordings uh, I think that's cool. Uh, I asked him about uh, other former members as well, but this this record came out in '82, pretty much right when Chris joined the band. So I just wanted to throw throw this up. I got a great reaction out of it, which is what I was looking for. But I also <laughs> want to bring this up. I bring it up again, so you know, don't get bored. Uh, there's a band on here called Aloha, which uh, 
features Marty Friedman, who right. is on the tour that Trauma uh, is about to do with Queensryche. So that is the super nerd nucleus for today um, from my end of uh, the woods. Um, it was really cool talking to this guy. He's been uh, in, obviously, he's been in the Bay Area scene for a long, long time. And you know me, I get excited to talk to anyone who's from from the era specific yeah. and from that scene specific. And it was really fun talking to him. Yeah, formed in 1981, man. So, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, took a took a long break, but they're back. Uh, contemporaries of, you know, Exodus, Testament, the whole scene, the whole, you know, the Bay Area thrash scene. Uh, trauma certainly plays a part in that. And uh, people need back, to check like out said. the new record because yeah, it's pretty good, dude. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's pretty thrashing. It's uh, yeah, production is great. Artwork yeah. is great. Artwork it's, is great. Production awakening is great. available now. And uh, the vocals of Brian. Brian's doing a great job on vocals, man. He sounds really it. good. Yeah, He's yeah. It. New album, Awakening, and also on tour with Queensryche and Marty Friedman. That is Trauma. Look for them. We've got drummer Chris Gustafson with us today on the Talk Louder podcast. <laughs> Well, Chris, thanks for joining us today. Um, yeah. Uh, we got an album to talk about, a tour to talk about, a little back history we wanted to talk about. Um, so uh, let's start with the album. It came out in September. It's called Awakening. It's on Massacre Records. Um, you have a new singer. Yeah. Uh, let's start there. Tell us how you uh, got uh, Brian Allen into the band. Well... We, we were right at the uh, early stages of, of recording that album. And unfortunately, the original singer, Donnie, uh, passed away and, you, you know, a really dear friend of mine. And uh, so we basically held off doing any, anything for about three months. And then our producer at the time, Juan Ortega, uh, knew of Brian Allen and said, hey, I may have a guy that uh, I think might work out really well for you guys. So we started exploring that option, um, you know, sent him some recordings, had him sing on some, send it back to us, get an idea of what he could do and everything. And uh, we got him down. And uh, luckily, everything worked out really well. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, so far, it's been working out really good. He's a ripper. Yeah, he's a really good singer. Yeah. You know, he's a good front guy. Um, he's really, you know, fun to be around, you know, um, which is really important, especially when you go do, you know, tours and stuff, you got to get along with people to a certain degree, right. you know, and, uh, yeah. yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah. A lot of people may remember him from uh, vicious rumors. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So I, yeah. I, I assume you were aware of his work when his name came up as a possible, uh, yeah. replacement for Donnie. So, yeah. Um, obviously that puts a new twist on the, on the new album awakening, but how would you also describe the album for someone who either hasn't heard it or is only familiar with your previous albums? How does it compare and contrast to previous releases? Well, I think, I think it's the heaviest album we've done to date. Um, you know, we went pretty much back to our roots of, of Bay area thrash metal. Um, mm. You know, um, 
And I think, I think for anybody who hasn't heard it yet, they should, uh, you know, check it out online or whatever and uh, see if it's something they like. It's, it's actually, we've been getting really good reviews on it and uh, it's really heavy. And, uh, you know, Brian did an excellent job singing on it. A lot of those songs were written with Donnie in mind. So we had to kind of tweak them a little bit. Um, Donnie did write a lot of the words for the, for the album though. Um, but uh, that, that kind of makes it special. Yeah. yeah he actually, we actually kept his voice on a couple of the backing, uh, the background vocals. Ah, see, that's fucking cool. That's on a couple awesome. of tracks, you know, I think yeah. on, uh, let me think, man. Uh, God, I can't remember the tunes off the top of my head, man. I know what that's um, like. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but he he's on like two of them. We kept the we kept the they, one blended the backing vocals together with Donnie in it, which cool. you know we had to do that. You know. Oh yeah. I, you know. So yeah, I think ACDC did that on Power Up with Malcolm. Okay. Some of his riffs, yeah. and they they were yeah. pre-recorded, and they they slipped them in there. That's I think, killer. I think that's great. Let's go yeah. back. I want to go back to yeah. uh, I'm going to be that guy and go back <laughs> to the, be, to the Not beginning. Again. To, to the beginning. <laughs> I'm always going to be that guy. Well, you know what? That's not true. Sometimes you beat me to the punch. Um, it, it says, um, I, I'm going to be honest, I went to Wikipedia just to kind of see how spotted yeah. the lineup actually is. And I I was surprised at how little actually it was spotted comparatively to other uh, bands that have sort of, whether they are a household name or not, uh, right. you know, had revolving doors of drummers or singers or what, whatever. But right. it seems like, um, you know, you, you, you know, especially Donnie, but had some, some you know guitar player here and there right i don't so I'm, i apologize i don't have the names memorized no don't even worry you, about it man. you guys you guys have had a, a couple of um lo long-term members and uh that's still impressive with today's world and i had to break this out as well oh, wow because i okay. you know, to hold it in my hand is to not look at wikipedia right <laughs> right and what are we holding up here describe to our listeners that aren't watching right this is metal massacre 2 metal blade records wow uh, 1982 which i believe is the year you first started with the group right wow is that sort of an after the fact you know the old the old drummer split and you were like standing there or tell well, us basically about, I, yeah tell yeah, me they, yeah basically what happened was man I, I i'm not sure if uh the old drummer got fired or if he quit obviously cliff went on to join metallica um i was at a rehearsal with this band i was in at the time that was really in a motorhead and uh they were looking for a lead singer and uh this is like 80 shit man maybe the end of 81 beginning of 82 yeah. anyways um donnie happened to show up one night and uh we started talking and he goes oh are you familiar with trauma 
And I'm like, yeah, man, I've, I've actually seen the band live a couple of times. And he goes, well, I'm the lead singer. And I kind of recognized him anyways. And he goes, well, we're looking for a, a new drummer, man. Would you be interested in checking it out? And I said, hell yeah. So I uh, got a you know cassette tape, learned, learned three or four songs, and then went and auditioned and got the gig. You know, so yeah. that's how that happened. Was was one of them this this track such a shame? Was one I didn't play on that. No, I know you didn't. But was that one? Had, do you remember the songs? I think I think it was probably that one. Okay. Um, God, man, that's a good question. You know. Well, it was fuck forever. It was long. Forever ago, you can't. <laughs> I'm surprised. <laughs> I mean, I can't remember my I mean, name. I remember. Yeah. I mean, I I remember going to the audition. Uh, I'm sure such a shame was one of the tracks. Okay. Uh, one of the other ones could have been that tune going off. Okay. You know, yeah. Could wow. have been one of those, man, because the scratch and scream material hadn't been written yet. Wow. You know, yeah. Sure. Were, were you in the band with Cliff or was Cliff already gone at that point? Cliff, Cliff had already left a couple months before I joined it. Okay. Yeah, like like you know. liter- literally hair of your chinny chin chin. Yeah. 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 Had just gotten the call. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. the interesting. Go ahead. The, the, the interesting thing with Cliff, though, uh, even though he joined Metallica, you know, Metallica became a Bay Area based band, you know. Yeah. So when we were playing at the Stone and the old Waldorf and the Keystone Berkeley and all that shit, Cliff would always come to our freaking gigs, man. He came to practically every one we had. Sure. You know, he was a a cool, cool dude. Yeah, man. He was he was the people. Uh, So so I have a I have a question and you may not you may or may not know the history, but. I have time time out for just a second, if if you will. Uh, I have this weird tick about how the Bay Area scene is this holy ground, you know, like this. I really kind of put it on a pedestal for this whole. I mean, it kind of yeah. like. Uh, I mean, we had our own th- thing, pretty much verbatim, exactly like it in Texas. We of course, had, you know, in New York, yeah. and there was that that oh, thing was happening everywhere. I just feel oh, like hell yeah. the Bay Area, yeah. but, and the Los Angeles had its own fucking thing, obviously too. Oh yeah, but the Bay Area just really seemed to be this fucking cool hotbed. About uh, you can almost see the leaves change on the tree during this time that trauma was a thing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With with uh with Exodus and 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 even you know even Kirk Hammett joining Metallica and and right, right. You know, that just just even prior to, to you know whatever whatever. It's mm-hmm. very it's very strange uh that uh that scene about how it seemed to have an effect on the world and I I I am uh, just I don't know, I'm intrigued by it. I have a question because you might know the answer. You may not know the fucking answer. Who is Tiger Lady? He was the lead guitar player in Trauma. Yeah, yeah I just think that that's the most interesting name anyone could have. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a, um, it, put, put, let me put it to you this I wasn't way. even going to go for a pronoun, but you said he, <laughs> so that's fine. Um. 
I kind of like yeah. it. It's like Ziggy Stardust or some shit. It's kind of fucking well, cool. But. Well, what's funny is, man, when I first joined the band, I mean, I didn't know all these guys' names, okay. man. And then I found out who's it. Then I think I, I was kind of like, who the fuck is Tiger Lady? As or, at, or or what is the Tiger Lady? Okay, you know, <laughs> and that's really not his name. I think his first name was George. <laughs> George okay. something. Okay. But why he picked that name, I have no freaking clue, dude. I don't well, know. Well, I don't I don't know <laughs> if I was so much asking asking you uh why someone would pick that name, but I think I was going, okay, tell us yeah. what you know about about Tiger Lady. Yeah. George yeah. something. But uh yeah. Anyway, I just thought it was interesting. It's kind of, you know, you got Donnie and Mike and Cliff and Dennis, and then you got Tiger. Right. Yeah. Right. Thought it was kind of interesting. (laughs) That's all. That's all. I'm not even trying to make fun of anybody here. I'm just going, wow, interesting. I want to bring this up. This is so, um, you know, before Dave asks a real question, an important question, Uh uh, uh, it's an honor to talk to you. Because you're part oh, of this, you're part of this scene that that I'm in love with, and you um, are about to embark upon a great tour with another legendary uh, personality who's also on the same record as that, right. that first trauma, and that is uh, uh, Marty Friedman mm-hmm. at a group called Aloha that that is on okay. this, yeah. And they they laid later I think turned into a band called Hawaii. Now I'm just nerding out. But the point is, is yeah. that's pretty cool. And both you, uh, Trauma and, and Marty Friedman, are about to embark upon a legendary, uh, I think third or fourth leg of the Queensrÿche tour. And I just wanted to congratulate you. I think that that's really awesome. And. Uh, Thank you. We've had Todd Latoury on our show a couple of times. We absolutely adore him, and he's the fucking coolest guy. Yeah, uh, he is cool. Yeah. And, how, did that, uh, how did that tour yeah. come about? Um, basically, Brian Allen is really good friends with Todd. Wow. Because Brian, Brian was in a band called uh, Dark, Squi- Dark Sky Choir. Right. Um, and they did... They were the support act for Queensrÿche in Europe, I believe, in 2019. Wow. Okay. And yeah. So, anyways, when Brian got into Trauma after we recorded the album, uh, he sent Todd a couple CDs or something like that, man, just to go, hey, check out what I'm doing now, you know. And then it started a little bit of a discussion. But, oh, it'd be maybe cool if Trauma could do the tour with Queensrÿche and. You know, it kind of went in circles for a long period of time. And then uh, I guess Todd, from what I understand, he played it for everybody in the band because they took a vote, like, who's going to be the support act for the for the tour? And everybody wanted us to be on it. So, great, you know, that's, that's kind of awesome. how it came about, you know. It's a great bill. Uh, Queensryche is is hot right now. Their new album is yeah. amazing, and yeah. Uh, so yeah, you're you're gonna get some exposure uh, for sure. Is this the first tour of any length you've been? You and the guys have been on in like yeah. years and years and years, or what? I put it this way: I, I would rather not. I mean, I mean, for me personally, I've done a lot of other tours 
with other bands and trauma. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't, I really don't want to get into all that, but for as trauma is concerned, yeah, it's been a really long friggin' time, man. Yeah. You, you know, you, there was a period of time where you guys were basically on hiatus for like 30 years. Or, <laughs> and so, I mean, so as, number, as, number, as trauma, as trauma. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so kind of in a nutshell, tell me why did trauma end the first time? And then what sort of brought you guys back together 30 years later? Well, to be honest with you, I mean, we signed the, you know, we put that scratch and scream record out in 1984. Right. And we continued playing gigs throughout the Bay Area, up and down the West Coast, L.A. and all this stuff, man. And the problem was, is the label we were signed to, you know, Shrapnel Records, you know, not dissing Mike Varney in any way. Mike Varney is a really good friend of mine. Awesome. But tell him that I said hello. Oh, I will. I will, bro. But but yeah, he lives in Vegas now, you know, so I'm I'm in touch with with him. But with everybody else. Exactly. Yeah. But to make but to make a long story short, um, Shrapnel Records and Metal Blade at the same time, you know, these were brand new labels that were just getting off the ground, right. you know. So they, so their concentration was like building catalogs. Uh, so just to cut to the chase, there was really just no tour support for the act, you know. And this kind of music, you know hadn't been really around for that long. So a lot of the major labels and stuff, man, uh, they kind of didn't know what to do with it, to, to, to be honest, right. you know? And so everybody just kind of got a little, like, uh, you know, disenchanted with the whole thing and started doing other things. And before you knew it, you know, the bass player's doing this now. I'm doing this now. I mean, I ended up moving to L.A., um, but that's kind of how it just kind of parted ways. And then me and Donnie always stayed in touch. And we always had these, you know, I, I went and toured over in Europe with some ex-members of Crocus for a long time, man, for like three years. Wow. And I kept getting people asking me, hey, man, are you like the drummer that played on Scratch and Scream? And I'm like, yeah. And, and they're like, well, what, why the fuck are you even doing this? Right. You know, why don't you put that, why don't you put that band back together? You know, so occasionally I'd call Donnie up and I would I would go, hey, man, you ain't going to believe this. You know, I was just on the road. And this happened. You know, and yeah. he goes, oh. anyways, to make a long story short, Mike Varney wanted to do a re-release of Scratch and Scream in 2013. So mm-hmm. uh, and he also said, you might want to think about putting a band together in case there's any offers to go play some festivals or some something, which we did. We did do. Oh, good. Um, yeah. So that was kind of the catalyst to kind of put the whole thing back together. Okay. You know, uh, we tried it with the original lineup that played on the Scratch and Scream album. But uh, unfortunately, nobody really could, could commit to the time it was going to take to really get this thing tight and, you know, really good. Right. So me and, me and Donnie, we started recruiting people. You know, and we've had kind of a little bit of a revolving door with that. But, uh, you know, uh, the lineup we have now is really it seems to be pretty solid. You, you know, you um, you mentioned uh, bass players earlier. You have a new bass player as well. Right. Um, right. Now, is the is the Greg Christian that you had in the band previously the same Greg from Testament? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, what happened there? Why did, why is he no longer in the band? Um, uh, I'm not going to really get into it because there's kind of a lot of issues with that, but with him, but, uh, you know, we wish him really well. I hope he's successful what he does, you know, in, in future endeavors, but I think he's just trying to, you know, do some things on his own now. Right. And, right. you know, wasn't really too interested in touring or anything like that, you know? Yeah. So, uh, you know, he's a great guy, you know, phenomenal bass player. And, you know, I, I periodically do talk to him, you know? Yeah. But, uh, you know, he just kind of wanted to start doing his own thing. Got it. Right Fair on. enough. You know, Tell us about... hey, more, more power to him, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, tell us about the song Death of the Angels. Uh, did, did I read somewhere that your wife actually wrote the lyrics to that song? Not my, not not my wife. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> did somebody's wife write the lyrics to that? Yeah, it was uh, Steve Rebello's wife that came oh. up with the... Yeah, I guess, I guess they're addicted to watching sil- serial killer series type shows. <laughs> True and, crime, uh, man. True crime is crazy. Yeah. And that's where that idea for that song came. At first, I was kind of turned off to it. I'm like, why is, Why would we fucking come up with a song about especially Ted, you know, especially fucking Ted Bundy? God, right. the guy was a, the guy was a freaking bastard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I, we just went with it. And I don't know, man. You know, it is, <laughs> it it is what it is. Yeah, well, yeah. You, you, I haven't read the lyrics myself, but I, you know, I, I think some people might cringe a little bit at, you know, if you guys were glorifying serial killers. No. But of course, you're you're not. Uh, no, you know, not unless you're unless you're out of your mind. But but I don't I don't see that. I don't get that from a band. Uh, right. So just no, we're you, not, guys, you guys are an old school metal band. I I, I get where where anything yeah. can come from and become right. wordplay for lyrics. I mean, that's yeah, exactly. Yeah, keep it keeping exactly. it interesting is different than glorifying something right. terrible. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we're not doing that. Right. You know. Tell us. So, I tell think us about it, I the, think it's great. I'll say it again. Uh, Dave's going to ask real questions. I I think it's great. I think that it's fucking great that that the name trauma is existing and you guys are fighting to keep it alive. And I've heard a few things <laughs> from the record and it sounds, sounds really good. Well, you know, you, 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 you see, I, I wouldn't say you're tormented with uh, lineup changes and, you know, Dave keeps asking real questions and you've, you're holding the lineup together. And I, I'm appreciative of what. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, as best as possible, man. I mean, you know, you've, you've been around, you know, you know, the yeah, drill. Man. Yeah, you know, yeah, you take, you take the good with the bad, you know. That's yep. why I was asking earlier about the tour because if you guys haven't been out on the road in a long time, I, I'd imagine this is going to be quite an adjustment for for all of you together to you know, yeah, get in a van or get on a bus or whatever and go live on the road for a few weeks. There's probably you're probably not uh, used to that anymore. Well, well it's, it's like camping. You know, yeah, yeah. It, it, you know something, man. It's like riding a bicycle. You know, you do. You 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 finally get your balance, and you're able to ride the damn thing. And you say you don't ride one for five years, man, or whatever. You know, and then you get back on it, and you're fine. 
you know, yeah. so, you know, in some capacity, we've all done a lot of touring, you know, over the years. So it's not, it's not going to be that bad. Right. Um, yeah. Tell us about the artwork. I think the album cover is awesome. Right on. That came from, there's a guy that lives back East. Um, his name is Johannes. He's got a company called Dangerous Age. And uh, he used to be like the staff um, artwork guy at like Atlantic and Columbia back in the early 80s. Cool. And one of the guys that he used to work with, believe it or not, that would like sit next to him was freaking H.R. Giger. Oh, wow. The, the dude that did all the alien shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you say his name, you know. we perk up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that that really blew my freaking mind when I heard that. I mean, I was like, wow, I didn't even know that dude even did album covers back then. Yes. Know? Uh he did a he, well, he's an he's a he's his own artist. He was never really a graphic artist. Uh right. HR Giger. Right. He's he's uh from Switzerland. Right, exactly. So is Johannes originally from Switzerland? He's from Greece. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, he's Greek. Yeah, okay. You know. Well, it's he a... did, yeah, he just uh, he's done like album covers for like Sticks and like uh, Alan Parsons, and I mean, uh, awesome. freaking all kinds of bands. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think I read somewhere that he did some Sepultura. Right. Um, Very cool. Yeah, so it's a it's an awesome uh, album cover. It, oh, it, thanks, man. Yeah, I love yeah. the color scheme. I love the artwork. Everything. It's yeah. it's, it's totally metal for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, that he he kind of pretty much came up with the concept for that, and I I was pretty blown away with it when I first saw it. What are you guys? Uh, are you guys currently working? Are you writing uh, for for a next album, or where where do you stand as far as new music? We're starting to come up with uh, some riffs and stuff at the moment. You know, uh, we just have to get through this tour first and then uh, hopefully we can do some dates uh, over in Europe in the fall. Um, but, yeah, to answer your question, we're starting to throw some ideas around a little bit. Right. Yeah. Cool. But, you, you know, I, I think you guys need to get the Metallica tour. Oh yeah, I'll call. I'll call up Lars today and ask yeah, him. Just, you know, just yeah. make some calls, Chris. You'll be. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works, right? You just make a phone call. Yeah. Sure. You guys yeah, remember me? You know, there there was a time where I probably could have done that, but there's been too much time that's went by. Mm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, man, is like we're just we're trying to enjoy what we're doing right now, and. Uh, you know, trying to do this, having all that time off is not the easiest thing in the world to do yeah. in any yeah. in any shape or form. Um, no. But, you know, that would be awesome to do something like that. But, you know, those guys, you know, they got a, they, that's a whole nother freaking level, man. Oh, yeah. Can I ask, yeah. a, can I ask a, uh, an internal management question? If you don't mind. Uh -huh. Can I ask an internal management question, if you don't mind? Oh, what kind of question? Uh, an inter. Well, uh, let me. Just, I'll just forget the description. The yeah, I will. Uh, okay. Chipster PR, your your PR firm that contacted yeah. us. Uh, is mm -hmm. that is that who your label is working with, or did you guys have to go on your own and get some get some publicity? 
Yeah, well, to be honest with you, and I don't mind dogging them at the moment, uh, we actually signed with Massacre Records to put this album out, which right. which in some ways was a mistake, you know? Okay. Um, I don't need to, I don't want to really get into details, but uh, uh, yeah, they were very limited on their promotion. So we, uh, you know, had uh, our manager uh, works with Chip. So Good. Chip got involved and he's been doing a, you know, a fantastic job. Yeah. He's a badass. Yeah. His company is a badass. I remember, yeah, I met yeah. him in like 88 or 89 when he was, oh, wow. you know, he was a okay. kid and he was first starting. Met him in yeah. New York. Yeah. That's fantastic. And, and I just wanted to know because, uh, you know, it's related to pretty much everything that you're talking about. Uh, not the struggle, but the passion that you guys have to keep, keep this thing going so you can promote a record, do this tour with Queensryche. And, you know, I have this mantra, you kind of win your fans one at a time. And if you win them two and three and four and 50 and a hundred and a thousand at a time, that's great. That means you're on a festival in front of new people and you killed it. So yeah. you do, you, you win them one at a time until you don't win them one at a time anymore. And that's kind of where trauma right. is right now. So whether it was a, a yeah. whether it was a good, a good or a bad to, to go with the label that the label that the record came out on, that's fine. The record's out. People can buy it. Exactly. Uh, they can find it. Uh, you know, yep. uh, chip, Chip's doing a great job of, uh, uh, I mean, he, he mm -hmm. contacted us, you know, so, and I'm, and I'm very happy that right. he did. So, um, I just wish you, I just wish yeah. you guys all, all the best. Yeah, man. Yeah. Right on brother. Chris, real right quick, tell us how you got started. I know your dad is a jazz drummer. And so yeah. what wow. got you into rock and roll? Was there a specific album or a first concert or a television appearance? What, when was the moment where you saw or heard something and said, that's what I want to do with my life? Well, I was probably 13, 14 years old. Um, I think I was 13. I'm not, it's a long time ago. <laughs> 1977. Wow, yeah. Freaking Cow Palace. Nice. The Cow Palace of San Francisco. Piss with Cheap Trick opening. Wow. Uh, that was like, holy shit. <laughs> that was like, wow, man. Yeah. You know, and, and then shortly after that, that freaking movie from Zeppelin, man, Song Remains the Same came out. Mm -hmm. And just seeing that. That was just like mind blowing, you know, and, yeah. you know, and then I started playing in bands, you know, there was like a huge new wave, uh, punk rock thing going on in San Francisco. There was, it, the, you know, Mabuhay Gardens and all that kind of crap. Yeah. And a lot of the metal guys were, a lot of the metal guys back then played in punk rock bands and then switched to metal, you know? Right. Right. So that's kind of what I did. So you, know, you were in a punk rock band at one point? Yeah, a couple of them. Wow. Any names we would recognize? No, nah, they were because they were, you know, they were freaking, you know, garage shit bands. <laughs> yeah, and, and you're I a all-star somewhere. And you're a sloppy yeah, teenager the, by choice. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. I mean the, the you know, your your kegger party band. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what we did. You I'm know, not going to act like I don't know what you, what, I don't, I'm not going to act like I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I think we're all aware. Yeah. So your, yeah. your, 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 19, yeah. your 1977 story uh, hits home again. That that's exactly the same, yeah. the same year, the same age. Just mine was UFO. Yeah. And crush. So. Oh, hell yeah. You mind telling us uh, a little bit real quick and then we'll wrap up with you. But I I was curious to know, I think I saw somewhere in your background that you uh, were once in a band with Frank Hannon from Tesla. There's some sort of Tesla connection. Is that right? Yeah. I was in this band called Moondog Main. Right. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And we we played with, uh, let me think, man, we did some gigs with Rat, uh, Y&T. We played with a bunch, Pat Travers. Um, cool. we actually did an opening slot gig with freaking George Clinton and P funk. I'm, I'm wearing my Pat Travers t-shirt right now, dude. Right on, yeah. Right on. yeah. Wow. Open yeah. for George Clinton. That must've been, that, that's an, yeah, we, you know, we, we did manage to get signed and put an album out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. yeah I saw that. And I thought that was a really cool, uh, piece yeah. of background. Well, yeah. you've got a new album out. It's called Awakening. You're about to hit the road with Queensryche and Marty Friedman. Uh, it's a yeah. triple bill, amazing package. We've seen, Jason and I have seen Queensryche a couple times on this current tour. Yeah. And they're, right in, on. they're in great shape. And uh, I know you guys will be a nice addition. So uh, everyone can look for the new album. It's called Awakening on Massacre Records. It's the return of Trauma, the latest album from Trauma. And uh, we wish you luck on the road. And continue Thank you very much. Continued success with the record and whatever may come after. Uh, Chris, we appreciate your time today, man. Yeah, thank you guys, too. Yeah, on behalf of my co-host, Jason McMaster, I'm Metal Dave Glessner, along with Chris Gustafson today from Trauma on the Talk Louder podcast.